welcome to a different episode of the Stumble on In. Uh, I'm not your DM. Our DM is in utter darkness up there. Um, whoever he is. Poor chap. Uh, welcome, my name is Jared Sarton, and across the couch we have Lindsay Sarton, Lauren Bird, and Nathan Andrasek. We Hiya. are here to just talk season one, mm -hmm. D&D, life, dachshunds, everything. Um, this is our first of our fireside chats, and so I'll kick it off with a little bit of our announcements and things going on. You'll see, hopefully, in our little piece up here that we do have our cast there, and we will be continuing season two in what's it have two months? September. 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 Um, so between now and September, if you haven't watched yet, we have a lot of fun little one shots, two shots, short stories. Um, the Dungeon Master on the other end of the couch shows up from time to time. We have a mustache and some other crazy things. Um, but, let's see here. First, we want to talk about a few things going on. We have a few sponsors. Uh, above us, you'll see Blacksmith Craft Dice. They have wonderfully supported a few of our giveaways. We have a bunch of their dice to show off as we play. Uh, Check them out on Amazon, search Blacksmith Craft Dice, or look below if you're watching here on Twitch, click the link there. Uh, we do also have Critical Treasures, a wonderful shop creating handmade geeky items, a lot of dice bags, a lot of pins, other things. Um, and then I see off to our left, we still have our Indiegogo going on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's happening. One more month? One more yeah, month? Yeah, 31 days. So what, what are we trying to get out of our Indiegogo? What are we trying to get out of our Indiegogo? That's a great question. So I'm glad you asked that. Money. One, one, money. <laughs> money is what we're trying to get. No, we're trying to get uh, really a better experience for everyone involved. Not just for us as players uh, and DMs, but for you, the audience. Um, we're, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes researching how we can turn what is essentially a spare bedroom into a inn. Uh, how do we make it look uh, totally different and make it take you away to another world where we're telling these stories from? Um, and so, uh, yeah, the funds, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before. We've already invested in some fun, like, great set pieces that are starting to pull the feel that we want together. Um, and also been encouraged from gifts that you have given us, the amazing sound, which, wait, just double checking, the sound is on. I am checking that right now. <laughs> did we, uh, did we turn that? Uh, yeah, because we, we gave leave to our audio goblin this week. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. The audio goblin. So, so maybe we're just talking to emptiness, but right. uh, I'll let you know when this ad finishes. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, for uh, now, just mine some things? Yeah, so, I'll, like, and then, and then this is how you make a pie, and then I'm... We're good. We're good, okay. We're good, we're good. Uh, I hear some but, So that great sound that you've been hearing this whole time was... That we uh, weren't afraid of not working. Nope. <laughs> Definitely wasn't something... Would have been user error. Don't forget <laughs> to do this that we all forgot. Real POTUS is here, we're just talking about you and your wonderful gifts. Um, and we're talking about our Indiegogo. But yeah, just, just converting this place, uh, we actually, the four of us stopped at like a yard antique sale today, totally randomly, because they had a bunch of like, 
It's a very posh yard sale. Yeah, like, the, yeah, it was... They knew what they had, slash wanted us to think Ben Franklin sat on it or something. Yeah. Um, but we've been doing our research, doing a lot of work, trying to find, again, those pieces that just make this environment that much cooler, that much more awesome, turning a blank wall, hopefully into an in wall. But that takes that takes work, that takes time and money, and yeah. So again, uh, we're trying to be as honoring with that as possible. Um, already found some great sound dampeners, and we've gotten those for free. We're 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 going as much of that whole. Yeah, yeah, the nice wooden tables. This, yeah. These were another kind of like antique sale that I was just driving by and decided to turn uh, that into my entire afternoon. So surprise! Uh, yeah, it was it was it's great though because these are like I love these. These are not only great set pieces, but they help us store things so that we don't have everything out all the time. Um, uh, but yeah, we're, we're being responsible with everything we're doing. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and then finally, just another little community piece here. The real POTUS is there, so if you really want to talk to the real POTUS, uh, he is on Discord. I just mm -hmm. added the link that never showed up last time. Uh, it showed up this time. There is a Discord link down below on Twitch, so you should be able to scroll down, click that, and take a look. It looks like our next show thing is out of date. Whatever. Tech it's tech. Tech. They're here to see the dog, not yeah. the show. Uh, but yes, Discord is down below. Feel free to jump in, mm -hmm. say and hi, chat, chat yeah. post your favorite D&D stories, yeah. talk with the DMs so we can work some of your fun story hooks in there, yeah. kill off certain players. <laughs> what? What? Tinkerbell is oh, yeah, we've on got the trend. That's fantastic. Yeah. Rotation. <laughs> Alright, so. It's a great pick. Today, we are actually here to talk about D&D, how we're finding season one, the off season. Uh, how the, the ladies in the middle of the couch are enjoying diving into D&D a bit more. Uh, how it's kind of affected us to be live on stream, etc. So, yeah. What? Where, where do you begin with this? Where let's, do we begin? Let's, I think let's start with, uh, maybe with the girls. It's yeah. their first time playing D&D. And I think that'll bring us into that whole idea of our first season. Because that'll be most of their experience. Yeah. Um... We're very quiet. We're very quiet. Okay, I'm gonna step off screen and make sure we get a little more audio. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Real POTUS, for letting us know. Again, our audio goblin is out. Um, so I'll, I'll play. I'll play a host as as I've been known to do. Uh, this was both of your first like main story campaign, mm -hmm. um, and so you. You jumped into this. What did you... I, I, maybe I'll start with Lindsay because <laughs> she hadn't played any D&D before. No. Lauren, you had played at least a couple times. Yeah, like two one-offs. Yeah. Um, so, Lindsay, what did you think you were getting into? I had no clue. Literally no clue what I was doing when we started. Really? N no clue. Zero percent clue. All um, I knew is like the one like clip I had seen from like Stranger Things where the mm -hmm. kids were playing... And, but that gave right. me, like, no information. Yeah, I knew it was, like... And, oh, and uh, Key and Peel. They have, like, Did a you skit. see the, uh, the community episode of D&D? &D? Um, <laughs> I watched all of them, so I most likely did see it, but... Yeah. Where, uh... He ends himself completely like a drow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Ken, uh... Ken... Um, John? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And then is He's killed funny. off immediately. Whoops. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
think we are a bit yeah. louder in audio. Yes, yeah. so, um, I don't know how many people actually know this. I kind of was begrudgingly, like, joining. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, all my friends are doing it. So, and it's gonna be at my apartment, so I guess I'll do it too. Well. Peer I, pressure. I was like, I was like, I guess I can quit if it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then you fell in love, it seems, fairly quickly. It's, yeah, I you're guess on, I, on, I kind of fell into it. three characters, this pile of dice was, here is hers. <laughs> a dice bag from Critical <laughs> Treasures on the way. I, yep. It's crazy. Um, but I was telling Jared too, like there was such a difference like from the first episode of season one to the last episode. I told him like the first episode, I think I took like two shots before the show yeah. had those like <laughs> So I was already like um, dimmed down a bit. But on the last show, like by the last show, I don't think I was... You're, any you're shots. like nervous or anything. You're just yeah. like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, so yes, uh, <laughs> as Real Poet has pointed out, we've got newer players on the couch playing. Lindsay, this was her first ever D&D &D experience. Lauren had done two one-shots. So how is this, how has it been different for you uh, now playing this more character arc where you get to dive into the story mm -hmm. a little bit more? Yeah, it's been fun. I think because the other ones, it was something where I was like, well, I'm not going to come back to this character. Um, being able to, like, grow with a character has been fun of figuring out, like, huh, like, how would Ari respond to this? Or, like, you get cool swag in-game, like, a great axe, like a fire magic missile, and you yeah, actually get to, like, weird. play with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's been fun. And then, like, switching hats between different characters, that's been a fun challenge mm -hmm. just keeping like which voice which voice goes with which character and what yeah. mannerism and yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's i mean even just wrecking like the like flaws uh character traits like those to oh, just have yeah, felt like yeah, anchors yeah. yeah like of just i feel like with each character it's like what is like the one core thing about this person yeah and that's been fun to get to like have that anchor as you're in new situations and thinking like, okay, how, how would this character respond? Yeah. Um, Which from, for any new D&D player, I think that is one of, like you're saying, the best ways to figure out who your character is and how they respond. You go to that section where at least on a D&D sheet, it's talking about your flaws, your ideals, your bond, and there's one more. Is it personality? Yeah, yeah uh, let's see. We've got a, got a sheet yeah. here. It's Tobor's um, sheet, so usually it's on the front side of uh, most normal. It's page two, but yeah, so it's... Yeah, personality trait, ideals, yep, bonds, and flaws. Yeah. So those four things, I can't tell you how many times I've looked at that. I've been in a situation where I'm like, I don't want to metagame. I don't want to think as a player who knows D&D that man, I gotta do this, this, and this to survive. I wanna react as my character. So I look at those four things and I'm like, well, I'll argue between these two things. All right, yeah, uh, this is gonna win out this time. And that's mm -hmm. that's what moves my character forward. Really helpful thing for any new player, especially. Oh yeah. Um, and that, I mean, those four pieces, aside from like the backstory, give you all of your character or yeah. how you should handle it. And then the backstory is just that extra flavor, which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah. To read through from time to time. Hey, Push! Hey, push. hey Shatter Reels is here too. Party time! The whole crew is here. For those of you just tuning in, we're just doing a, a kind of a 
fireside chat of mm -hmm. season one, and our new players are mm -hmm. jumping in, talking about what they like about D&D &D and how it's changed them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Real Ponos have just commented, playing as a character is why I like actor-based games better. Yeah. Um, yeah, the character, and that was even coming in what made me excited, because, like, I grew up doing theater, like, the story, and, so, and also, like, loving just adventure stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my, I was like, oh, I don't know if I just want to, like, fight all the time, which has actually become one of my favorite parts. I really enjoy the battles. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite part. But the story was... Moving well, the body. All right. <laughs> Moving the body. Is he dead? Can I loot him, she says. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who have watched, how many times has Valari said that now? <laughs> and a woman. Can and I the body? Oh, can yeah. I the body? Can I the body? Yeah. So we know how Lindsay bases her characters. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, that's funny because I was like thinking about it, and I think we've talked about this a little bit recently, just um, creating the characters. I think I put a lot of time into creating Valari, um, maybe a little less Alowen and Whisper. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly because of time constraints on those. Yep. Yeah. Um, whereas Valaria had like two and a half months yeah. from start. Um, but I was just like thinking as you guys were talking how like going into it for me, I was thinking of like playing a character and I was like being someone else and creating this person. But I guess um, it was kind of like, so this may sound a little weird. When I'm doing photography and I'm editing a photo, I do the edits based on what the photo tells me to do mm, and yeah. that's kind of I guess what I've done with these characters too is like getting to know the characters like sure I like created them mm. but if that makes any sense or yeah. it's sounding but like anyway, super weird here yeah. but some of it like we were saying the the bonds you rolled for and it kind of yeah. started building your backstory and then you built other things on that and it yeah. was some of it rolls some of it like I kind of want to tailor this but your story falls out of yeah some of what just gets put on the page, yeah, and then yeah. you fall in love with that. Yeah. Those characters, yeah, yeah, that was what happened. I told, um, I think I told Jared the other day, I was like, I miss Valari. Like, I've had a lot of fun with Alone and Whisper, yeah. getting to know them, but I miss, miss yeah. I was like, I miss Valari. It feels like it's been a while, but it's only been, what, two episodes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a month. But it's a month. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's been three, right? No, just two. Just two. Just two. Mm -hmm. uh, two, because I did one with Whisper. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um... I like what Real Potus has to say about uh, basing his level ups off of recent events. I recently am, uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, season one in just a second, but just so it doesn't scroll past yeah, yeah, yeah. and we lose it. Um, I recently had a character switch from doing straight out of the book Rangers uh, to a thing called the Unearthed Arcana, which is kind of like a... Wizards of the Coast produced, but not legal for their adventure league uh, mentality. Which is a whole other fun experience we can chat about on another episode. Yes. So that the difference between all those is something. But in in leveling that character up into this new realm and noticing that it was probably better for the character itself, I had to choose uh, certain enemies. And so it's like I choose a greater enemy, which are things like fey dragons things like that or those those larger creatures and i also had to choose one uh just favorite enemy that was kind of a smaller uh, race or class or whatever um size wise size wise okay so that's when it's like you have a certain type of enemy that's yeah more your size that you know really well and it gives you a bunch of advantages as a ranger i had to pick which i was going to do and so my original page translating to this new one 
I chose things based off of recent experiences. Yeah. I chose that my greater favored enemy was going to be a dragon. Now, in the games, I had fought one actual dragon and one uh, dragon that was a bed. Um, <laughs> it was made of a bed. It was a bed dragon. Uh, but That's a fun one. But out of everything on the list, I went, that's the only thing I've had experience with. So that, I, I didn't build it like, I could have anything and be prepared for this storyline that I know is coming up. I could, I could do giants because I know that my DM has the Storm King's Thunder and then I'm just prepared if that's where we're going next. I don't know, but I could just say that and kind of metagame that way. But I, yeah, I, I like that mentality of base it on your recent experiences. So we'll, uh, Shadow Reels also had something. I didn't need that. Yeah, I mean, Shadow Reels is going into you're discovering the character yeah. and who they are versus creating, which... She's like, I mean, make, make the base, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of it is, okay. like, discovering. Some of it is creating. Mm-hmm. But I think discovery is a process of creation. And mm-hmm. it's a very interesting artistic process as you go along. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll even say that in the time that I had TikTok with you guys, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I discovered a lot <laughs> about TikTok. Eyes. Honestly, TikTok was supposed to enter and be a little bit of this little helper guide and then disappear... But because of the way that we got the group was attached to TikTok and the way that everybody was everybody the way that TikTok mm-hmm. just kind of showed up and made little flare moments and also gave me moments to like point you in a direction yeah. instead of me going that door's locked that door's locked you can't open that go down this hallway TikTok kind of allowed TikTok allowed <laughs> you to uh, have a guide without sorry sorry yeah. Shadow Reels just um. Realized reading that reading the handle and the name of our show realized it's the stumble on in stumble on in yeah and that has actually been a conversation we've had too so yeah. we welcome input we talk about <laughs> yeah. do we rebrand for season two of yeah we can we can actually swing yeah. back on that here in a second yeah. Yeah. because that would be interesting to get Doggy input but uh, yeah POTUS you're correct we have to learn from our characters because especially as we really dig in and get to understand the way one another plays and the way we play, that character comes to life and Mm -hmm. it's just like writing a story. You get to live out your characters in those stories and it's best when you let them do their thing. And And then you get a vegetarian barbarian cat character. A vegetarian barbarian cat. I didn't realize you were a vegetarian. (laughs) It must have been traumatic to have your food hit you back when it usually can't. It hasn't really come out, so this is just like... um, I guess like a sneak peek, like right, about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, as I've like built um, Whisper, one of the things is like because she's a totem warrior barbarian, and like the way what was it, a fae like called like revealed her destiny to her and stuff. So she's out seeking more attunement with nature, mm. and so she's kind of like, well, I don't really want to mm. like kill just, like stuff. kill animals. Yeah, so I thought that was like a fun little thing. Anyways, that's my side. So, uh, firing a question down to the other end, mm-hmm. um, Nathan, you've played a bit of D&D in uh, the last few years, just, you're just, in a handful of groups, at least two others outside of this one and some random one-offs, yep. um, what, what's it feel like to have the microphones and camera and lights and stuff all on you while you're playing D&D? Yeah, uh, it is very different, and so the fact that your main experience has been here. Yeah. I think might actually be helpful. 
Um, I mean, when you've got a camera on, when you've got mics on, you're actually performance mindset-wise. I mean, you're, you're you want to bring more to your character. You want to have. It's actually encouraged me to even go bigger with those characters. Enter mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, and the mustaches. <laughs> even even Garth was the biggest character I had had so far. Um, but I really wanted to to make it something that's entertaining for other people. The other thing, though, to it is that we work at specifically not talking over each other here, mm -hmm. which you can go to a, a, a table with a bunch of people and you're going to have a bunch of overtalk. And even we played, Jared and I, uh, in the group that I first started with, we were playing and I realized that I was talking to someone about something while a guy was figuring out a character move and then all of a sudden I hear Jared saying, what's happening in this battle? I'm like, oh shoot, I should have been paying attention. Uh, but, you know, it was good. It was, it was oh, yeah, good. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's that sort of thing. Here, you don't want to miss anything because you don't want to slow down that rhythm. The first time I was on... Uh, Real POTUS will know this was in front of the Dragons and Things group, which plays Pathfinder, um, and it was intimidating. It was oh, yeah. because uh, I was coming into Thistle, who I had in that one. I had a mindset because I actually played the character on camera in a series, and then I was trying to translate that to a character that I could play RPG wise. So that obviously took some finagling, and then my my D and D brain translating to Pathfinder, like I was, I held back a little bit, but then, but then you really get into it and you just have to treat it like a game. Like we're talking mm -hmm. to people as well. Real POTUS is, uh, is jumping in. Uh, yeah. Thank That's you. Legit. Thank Take you. It. Real POTUS. Yeah. That was my first time playing in, in front of a camera and microphones was that first time as Thistle. So, uh, I appreciate that, that feedback, that, that support. Um, it was, but yeah, it was, it was intimidating. I knew everyone in the room. I I knew who they were. We were we were good we friends. Watched the show. I watched the show. Like I was up to date, and still I was like, "All right, like let's not mess this up for anybody. <laughs> let's not get anybody killed." And I would like to say I got nobody killed. You almost got killed. I almost, I did. I almost got killed a few times. My first two episodes, I was near death twice. So, uh, yeah, my character... I, also, I, was, I was tuning in and telling Jim Jam, just finish him off. Just you finish were, him you off. Were. And I, <laughs> with that, even that experience started teaching me more about the, the, the treating a character and reacting as a character as if things are life and death. I had a character that knew he was almost dead twice. Everything since then, he's been hesitant to do. Like... He's come closer to death than he ever has multiple times in a row. And so I've even carried that to other campaigns and just started thinking about what has my character been through? Have there been breaks in all of this adventurous madness <laughs> or, or not? And Jared knows that as well because one of my characters went off on a little monologue of, why are we even here? We've been on the road. Like, we were supposed to start with a job up here and now we're here. And like, I just essentially laid out in two minutes, everything that had happened to our characters in what is essentially one or two months' time. Yeah, and that's and, been a lot. <laughs> and that's a lot. It was like, I laid out that everything that's happened to our characters has been back to back to back, and it's stuff, stuff that's been, you know, compiling for three years almost now. Three so, years of our calendar time. Yeah, our so calendar like two time. months of Yeah, so two months in-world. But 
<laughs> other characters looked up from that and was like, mm. oh yeah, this is weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> and but, then uh, the DM at the time was like, oh, uh, mm. yeah. Oh, I think that was me. That was you. Yeah. That was you. So that's yeah. how you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's very different playing in front of a camera. Yeah. It's fun. I love that more people get to enjoy it because again, it's storytelling and getting more people involved is always great. Yeah, I mean, there was even a spot where Lindsay was like, uh, I don't know if I'd be able to play without others watching, without the, the chat that we get to read mm. here, without this yeah, setup. This is literally the only way I've ever played. And I was like, I feel like I would be uncomfortable mm. playing in like a group of eight people, like yeah. you guys do. And, um, you know, not being able to hear because everyone's talking and then not having like, People commenting Friends and, like, yeah. inputting, um, just having fun, I yeah. guess. But well, I think one of the things that feels different in this format versus my experience, two experiences of one-offs is just the time constraint. Mm -hmm. I feel like because we know, like, we're not going to go all night, that our decisions are have to be quicker just by nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The couple one-offs I've done, we did a similar one to the maze one-off, mm -hmm. and with our group, we, ended up, we played that, I think, six hours to eight yeah. six to eight hours for that campaign which we ended up doing in three three, three and a half just because yeah. it's like you know what i can't take i can't be overly cautious in every step um unless it's a character thing yeah so but. maybe like yeah you can speak to it from the other side of the table too because i know yeah. that's something that we've all kind of mentioned like how you said like you had to just totally change things so your prep for the dm and for the show is a little different than for your other groups? Yeah, so my DM prep for this group, and for most groups actually, is once I get the world and the story established, so that first time's a lot of work, but after that, I tend to do bullet points of what I want to introduce to you guys, mm. and sometimes there's a sub-bullet of maybe here or maybe there, um, and so it turns into a very short, like, half page of Here's some of the things that you guys should encounter to make sure you can progress the story. And while I don't try to railroad anyone in their adventures, I do kind of try to wrap a little bit of a gate around it, because as much as D&D is this open world adventure and we can do open world things, yeah. it starts becoming like, alright, I'm just going to go shopping. Can I get a bite to eat? Yeah, okay, let's, let's just toss some gold and whatnot at all of this. And then... Three hours go by and you realize he picked up a shield, they fixed their bow, I sat here and ate on these Cheetos because I didn't have anything I wanted to do. Yep. And then you do meet some characters, but no. but the problem with that is not all the characters you meet are worth it. Like it's yeah. it turns into we've just made characters up so you can kind of understand what's going on in the world. Um, and I think from the DM's perspective, making up a character is fun here and there as, as a fluff character, but making up characters that are meaningful because then you can put a little bit more heart into them. Yeah. Um, such as what the... I'm getting all of my, my stories mixed. We had in our offline campaign, mm -hmm. there was a, one of the towns we were in, there was a, a small child that worked with the leather worker. It was his son, and he was for fun making little leather pins. And so the kid showed up a couple times and was a crucial part to invading one of 
the big bad evil towers because yep. he was selling a pin that looked similar to what the guards were wearing. And so it's like, I didn't make up a random kid to just <laughs> throw in there and be like, hey, mister, you don't want to buy some stuff? Give me all your money. I'm trying to give a money sink. Where sometimes you need to do that when you're running around with 800 gold for no reason. Uh, that's not a ton, but if you're running around with thousands of gold. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the... The characters I made were mostly there to interact with you a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, and so planning out the story with a little bit of a gate around it turns into some bullet points. And then I can introduce you guys down the list. And it's like, well, I'll skip this one because either there's not enough time to get to it. Mm. Or you guys have covered what I was trying to get there, whether it was a puzzle or an interaction. Um, and then finally, it's like, where do I want to get by the end of the night? Uh, unlike some of the offline stuff, because we try to stick to that schedule... We have that nice break in the middle, and when I get to that break point, I go, how far did we get? How far do we have to go? Can I meet the end? And if we can, cool. If not, I adjust some things. Yeah. If you guys are blazing through it, I add some fun stuff, like an extra battle, an extra displacer beast that you could microwave. But, you know, ding! Uh, so it's it's really cool to, to run a game because yes I get to invest in these characters but I get to throw those characters in and go hey hey how's it going let's go look over there and let them run off and then you guys just roam free in my yeah. my world and there's a really really great gif of Jim Jam from that dragon show mm -hmm. that summarized I think goes something along the lines of I've let a bunch of maniacs loose in my world mm -hmm. And he kind of gives a little uh, face after that. Yeah. yeah, it's scary and it's fun because mm -hmm. you guys could just burn the whole thing down, but that's your story. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with it. We're not chaotic evil, though. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the the DM side of things, even jumping into it now, is very crazy. It's very much like improv. Like, when you look at improv, there is a whole world that you could be performing, right? I When I'm teaching improv, I'm like, this is as big as your world can be. Yep. And then when you get a suggestion from the audience, everything goes down to here. And then when you label each other, everything goes down to here. And at, like you're just getting to that more uh, closer-knit story that yeah. you're going to be able to go with together. So when we're playing Dungeons & Dragons, we've already gone from here to here because we know kind of the time. We know that we're in a fantasy world. We know all those answers. When we create our characters, we know how we're going to interact. When we meet each other, we know how our relationships are. Like, after a certain amount of time, hopefully, it should just start, it should feel natural. Um, it's tough when you've got, like me at this point, I think, I don't know how many characters I have in my brain, but, uh, uh-oh. Did we click them on? I clicked them on, I think they're in the wrong setting. Yeah. Uh, also, our, our microphones. Yeah, thanks for the note on our, our microphones. We are still fighting the room. You're probably hearing a lot of the room. This is a 10 foot tall, pretty much bare ceilinged room. So we're, we're working on it. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. We, we always enjoy feedback, whether or not it's questions, comments, quotes, yeah. etc. Um, I'll also start using my actor voice and project a little more. Uh, yeah, just that, but just that idea of, of creating that world is so so crucial and having I think now let's see uh, at least five if not six characters in my brain I even have to check who who is who who 
is what? What am I doing? Me. Oh, there we go. Just making sure we're on the right settings for everybody. Um, boom, boom. All right, I think all the settings are there. For all right. Hopefully um, that keeps it good. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. So now let's, maybe let's focus now on, as we've talked about worlds and constructing them, let's jump into season one. Let's talk, yeah, yeah. Let's talk that first season. And as we, as we enter season one chat, uh, Anyone in chat who wants to fire off questions related to the show, related to D&D, &D, uh, anything. anything, fire them off, we'll talk about them. If we can't get to it in our current conversation, I see Nathan has already marked down some yeah, upcoming I've been writing, topics. Yeah, writing stuff down. Yeah, the inner DMs coming out. It's, it's that chronicler side, which if you're, if you're not on a show like this, you need. That's oh, yeah. one thing I love about this, is you can go back and watch everything and remind yourself of what happened. Which we probably all will do before season two yep. starts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll probably have an offline session of a catch-up, like, hey, what, what happened? How oh, are yeah. you guys? Yep. Get back into character. <laughs> Who am I playing? Garth. Garth is this one? Oh, the, the guy that... Mustache? No, 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 the guy that flings bread at people and kills yeah. them. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Okay, yes. cool. Season one. Season one was... Crazy for me. I know I was excited to play my character. Uh, my character is based off of, for any fans of D&D, you've probably found uh, the animated spell book on YouTube. And if you have not, please, uh, please go check out the animated spell book. Z Bashu uh, mm -hmm. is an amazing animator. He's played a lot of D&D. He tells amazing stories. Oh, yeah. um, and that's where I got my build. Which, for Garth, which was not supposed to be, apparently, really used. He, like, makes it a, a suggestion. He's like, this is fun. Should it be, like, focused on? Maybe not. And I was like, yeah, I'll make that my character for a stream that I hope he somehow levels up and everything. But he's turned into this great character all about solving mysteries. And, like, after, I think, two or three episodes, I all of a sudden realized I wanted to make him almost like a Sherlock Holmesy type. Like, yeah. that's... Like, he's out for the greater good. Uh, he's got his little quirks. Um, but, yeah. And there's there's plenty that we don't know about Garth. There's plenty that the couch doesn't know about Garth. And there are plenty of... There, there's just these great secrets that I have that, uh, that, that will only come out, I feel, in-game. Like, that's the other thing. So you can talk about certain secrets with your friends, but, like, I like to drop some bombs just, like, mid-game at people. Like and then the DM shuffles through all the sheets like, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah that was I'll let thing. it slide. Yeah, I will say, communication with your DM about those bombs is also very good. Um, also, if you just want to catch your DM off guard and you save mm -hmm. one of those bombs, yeah. And Sounds then, like something Nathan yeah, would do. So, probably, but the best He's going to look at my sheet after this. I'm going to be like, what is he talking about? I'm going to put the sheets all up on the wall with the red string between it. Like, how are they connected? Yeah. Where's this madness? Yeah. Uh, Shadow Reels, we see your question. We'll come back to character voices very shortly. It's on our list. It's on our list. Boom. Uh, so yeah, I was excited to jump in as this character. I was excited to see how other people were going to, um, jump into it. I think after episode one, or episode zero, technically, where we built characters and got to get a feel for things, um, and just the, how people would interact, uh, was going to be interesting. Because it, it's one thing to be friends sitting on a couch, playing, talking, this is easy. When you get in character and you're trying to focus on your character, sometimes things happen in character that you're going to be, like, a little at odds with each other, and then after the game you just have to say, hey, so that was my character, 
That's not, that's not this. I, the, this is why I did it. Let's still be friends, please. Lindsay's a over good here smiling. But no, that's a very good point because um, unfortunately Austin is yeah. couldn't be here so, today. Um, he's traveling. Mm -hmm. But um, Rumiel, his character, and mm -hmm. Valari, my character, like they have very different personalities. And Rumiel doesn't trust Valari. And um, after mm -hmm. one of the battles, tensions came to arise because there was some very emotional things for Rumiel and some mm -hmm. very emotional things for Valari where they were both, um, you know, things were escalating rather quickly. So after the show, we both were like, at the same time, we're like, it wasn't me, I, I still love you. Like, it was just my character. Um, everyone's like, you guys are fine, weirdos. But um, yeah. But I mean, that, that was one of the interesting things too, because you being a new player and Austin knowing that, both of you were just like trying to make sure you understood. Yeah. And that was a really cool part to see that interaction on camera and then also off camera that it was like hey I really got into my character yeah I'm sorry yeah. for that interaction I'm just like oh, we did it we did something yeah. right especially because I was getting into my character oh, yeah intensely so that was definitely a new experience for me too yeah totally like, Austin I'm not really mad at you <laughs> <laughs> Lauren how is your how, how have you been liking season one um, it's been fun. I think that I always have a harder time with the intro, like the first episode, and I think even with like some of the mid-season of like figuring out how do these relationship dynamics work. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been fun to have more time to like sit in that world and like, oh, okay, we know these relationships, then that's like an established base, kind of like having your like anchor of those couple things of like, what's my character motivated by? Yeah. How, how do I relate to these? Okay, and then you can relate to other things mm -hmm. based on knowing... Valari may just pull out an eyelash, or <laughs> I forgot about that. electrocute you, or you oh. never know what Valari is gonna do. Were there still pulling for a unicorn? Were there any moments like pick a top moment or two from season one where you were just like, that was awesome? I feel like we just mm. kind of touched on one. With the unicorn, just the unicorn, <laughs> so episode one. <laughs> episode one, a unicorn shows up. I love the whole, like, plotting of, like, I, I mm. feel like maybe we took you by surprise, Mr. DM, mm. but of, like, we're gonna dress up Garth, Nathan's yeah. character. Yeah, I mean, he had no, he was, like, completely unprepared for that. I asked him about that. Yeah. Of, like, we're gonna trick him and think we're still the bad guy. <laughs> that was a really cool moment for me because I was, like... I think it sprung partly out of Lindsay and or a conversation where she's like, I have a disguise kit. And I saw as soon as she said that, I was just like, oh, I've got to prepare. I've got to prepare. What do I do? Uh-oh. And it was just a really awesome moment in season one to see that it didn't take a lot for all of you to just start solving problems in a different way. A lot of times D&D can be this charge in, bash a few skulls, steal some things, repeat. Mm -hmm. uh, but... The, the way I was structuring it for you that, yeah, you could have done that, but at the same time, too, there was this ability to tackle the world however you wanted to, mm -hmm. um, and that it was like, let's disguise somebody, and then not only did we go, yeah, let's disguise somebody, but then Nathan did practice his voice, ah, 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 I am Navar oh, the Swift. Hey, I am Navar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Because yeah. of Mickey Mouse. Basically. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> And at that moment, while it took me by surprise, I was just like, you guys, you guys are awesome. I love this. I love this group. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I've enjoyed about this group is 
that we look at things from a different angle. Mm -hmm. uh, like we're not, like you said, just running in and smashing heads. We are trying, like this is a more interesting problem that we have. Like my first D&D experience was in uh, the mines of Fandelvar or whatever. It's, it's, yeah. the, it's the opening for D&D. It's the, it's the, what you get in the beginner's box. Yeah. Um, and so we went through that and a lot of it is now you come upon a bunch of orcs. Now you become, now you find these goblins. Now you do this. Now you, so a lot of it was we have to fight the villains. And so I think our brains kind of got into that. Yeah. Well, we just find the villains and we just start shooting and whatever and yeah. move on from there. Um, but this has become, this is much more of a dance really between good and evil. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I think part of it too is when you look at the story, everyone lives in gray. No one's a true black and white. Mm. Where we have Ari, who has a noble background, also jumps in and takes action when she needs to. So it's like, she lives in a gray zone. Uh, TikTok lives in a gray zone because obviously he's got his yeah. own shop to handle. Um, Valari lives in a gray zone because she's really trying to understand who she is and being a tiefling she's always had to live on the edge of mm -hmm. things. Rumiel even though he's like this tree hugging kind loving dude has some a little bit you didn't get to see all of his character but me being the DM and privy to his character she, he's got a little bit of like edge to him so he kind of lives in the gray zone as well um, and I won't speak of Garth and his bread flinging Capabilities, but as a, Catapult, a baby. as a studied wizard, it's kind of funny to see, like, well, I'm just gonna, what can I fling at this guy? How can I take mm -hmm. him out? And, and then you go right into the, and that's why blah blah blah. As you walked across the bridge, and we segued yeah. of your five minutes of conversation. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see that play out. Yeah. Totally. Any other uh, uh, any other top moments? I definitely love having found catapult. As oh, jeez, that's I think that's in my top moments there. It's <laughs> it's in the expansion. It's, so it's in Xanathar's guide. It's not in the player's handbook of base spells. Like it is an extra material that I hadn't really used much until I think this stream. Even though I had it, um, it's it's just almost too good. Yeah, and and even that I think I think the best moment was when I figured out, and I think, I only figured it out because you did it in our offline game. You yeah. used Catapult with a dagger, and I'm like, I now have a Blink Dagger in this game, which means I always have something that I can Catapult. And, and that's 120 feet, right? So longer than a throw? I think, I think it's 90, 90 no matter what, still, it's, it's still longer than a throw. It's, and, and it's using my spellcasting abilities instead of my dexterity, which, while good, my spellcasting is better because I'm a wizard. Yeah. So, and it's doing more damage. A dagger throw, yeah. is going to do 3d8 damage if I catapult it because it's essentially being force thrown at something than if I just threw it when it would be a d4. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. That, that, was, that was a lovely win for me. Oh, yeah. Any big moments for your first season, Lens? Um, I've been told I picked a hard... A difficult character to play. Yes. Race, <laughs> class, the work. For the first time playing, yeah. you went with the exact opposite of what I would have told a first time player to play. Yeah. Um, but I think 
I, I don't regret it at all. I don't think I've had that. I mean, it's definitely complicated and I've definitely had to do a bit more reading on my sheets and ask a bunch of questions, but I think it definitely was something fun. And so yeah. I'm the wild magic. Like I know he's encountered it in mm -hmm. your Pathfinder. Uh, yeah, with the with dragons and things, their wild magic is even bigger. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know it's almost a grander scale. But yeah, but it's yeah. totally new for you to work with, especially on the DM side of things, because we had a whole another sheet we had to introduce and like a yeah. whole another set of things we had to talk about as a player and DM. Like, okay, when does wild magic surge? And yeah. figuring out like when emotions are running high and like how we're gonna catch and determine that and then obviously like as the character starts to understand it because that's the thing about wild mages as as they start to understand and control their magic a little bit more it'll surge a little bit less mm. um, yeah. yeah but and i know there was a few times uh where i've almost killed a handful of people. Including TikTok. Including TikTok. Yeah, yeah. TikTok was at 2 HP. Well, yeah, I had yeah. to. It yeah. was him or one of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't take a hit that time, so I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing we had both had maybe some difficulty with in this first season and kind of tapping into, um, well, we've got some chat going on yes. about voices. Yeah, I definitely have had a lot of conversations with Shadow Reels. <laughs> I get your question. It's something I clearly still struggle with. Um, yeah, but we've even had conversations of like, how do you make it clear? And so that's been, I think, having our first season characters and then other characters to come up with like, okay, how do I make a distinct voice? Or even like a speech pattern? Because I don't know that Whisper necessarily has a like voice as much as... Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I modified the speech pattern for her because... She's just like, well done. Just thinking about <laughs> it, like, her intelligence is really low. And her charisma is pretty low too, right? Yeah. It's, it's like... Base. Base, okay. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it might even be plus one. So it's not amazing. Like, she doesn't have any amazing mm -hmm. stats. Well, for a cat, that's great. Yeah. When you think about right? it, most cats are just jerks to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so she's unintelligent. She's barbarian. She's not from that land, so she hasn't encountered a lot. Um, so, when I was thinking about it, it's like, I'm not good at playing voices. It's something mm -hmm. that we've worked mm -hmm. on a little bit, but. So my thought process was to change the way she talks as, like you said, the speech pattern. So I looked up, did a ton of like reading like memes and stuff about like all like the cat, cat pictures, you know? Yeah. Um, D&D research. Cat I can memes. have cheeseburger. Yeah. That was your anchor, right? Of like, yeah. how do I get into this? Okay. And I was even using it like up until like, um, I think I put, I put them away when, when the the countdown started. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were sitting here and I was like reading it. I was yeah. like practicing how I was going to say sentences. and mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and for me too, I'm not the best at holding voices and the whole couch and probably you've seen on stream <laughs> will see that. But the, the big thing there is um, to the chat going on, Real POTUS saying you should just try it out. Yep. Even if you're not good at it, and you're speaking in a different voice, and even if that voice wavers enough, it at least allows your characters to know you're speaking, or your players to know that you're speaking in that character, and even if it goes from a slightly off accent to a little bit more mm -hmm. off accent as you speak, like a <laughs> it, it happens, and... Well, even, even Velez, when oh, I was yeah. doing that, I hadn't run that one for a while, 
and there are so many pieces to prepping a, a session that I just blanked on like, wait, what is this voice? And so I started with like, hello adventurers, was more, it was more just my voice in a more grandiose thing. Yeah. And as I kept talking, I added just a little more age to it, a little Some more Connery. A little more Connery, <laughs> not too much Connery, just enough. Uh, to where this became the voice of Velez. He was a little... He, he had some wisdom to him, some age to him, and the rest of the time, this was Velez. Yeah. But then I had another character later on where I... Uh, you can write things almost phonetically, which might help you out, too. That's something that I did. Um, uh, I wanted the guy to... He had more of a... I think it's more like a Welsh accent. Yeah. So I wrote hello with H-U-L-L-O. And so that helped me to see it on the page, mm -hmm. which then got my brain, my voice to do it. And then I started just talking like this. And look, it's not going to be perfect the whole time, but I'm going to keep doing it to the best of my ability. And you, you know who I'm talking as. Yeah. Um, and then I'd bring in Willem, his son, which was just a random thing that I introduced <laughs> because someone needed to take the oxen. And, it's, and then there's Willem, so I'm like, well, he's going to sound like his dad, but it's just going to be a little bit higher. Uh, yeah, dad, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you just... And the goblins. I, we love Oh, the goblins. Ow. The goblin is just... Yeah. Make noises, essentially. That was fun. Ah, you're embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, but stitch. Yeah. Think stitch. Right? Yeah, for himself. Stitch. I mean, voices can come from anything. There's a, a really great video... Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, Billy... Zane. No. Elliot. Uh, the voice, <laughs> the guy who does Fry and all the other Futurama characters, uh, yeah. um, Billy West. And yes. he, he talks about how he voiced <laughs> Zap Brannigan. I can't do Goblin at all either. And Zap Brannigan was like the, the knockoff of Captain Kirk. Yeah. Um, mm. He's like... I just thought of like the, the radio show host and he like he started doing his radio show host impression and he goes, but then I was like, I need to put a little Captain Kirk on it. And so he, he pictures these things and then pictures how they sound in his mind and he goes, I'm Zeb Brennigan. And he's like, no, that was a little off. I want to get some more depth to it. And so he talks through how he builds the character and that's kind of how I do it as well. Like, what do they look like? How do I expect them to sound mm -hmm. if they were talking to me? Okay, let's try and imitate that to mm -hmm. the best of my abilities. Mm -hmm. And even if that means... As soon as she leaves off for work, I'm sitting in here like talking to myself with three different characters, no. um, or in the car, like the real POTUS said. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's one of those things where you just have fun with it. People will have fun with it. And the big thing I found with the D and D community, especially when you're surrounded by friends, is even if you're not very good at it, mm -hmm. you're encouraged. It's, it's almost more fun. Yeah, the, I do have to say the. Um... I think it was POTUS had said the catchphrase, like, yeah. find a catchphrase. I think that kind of, mm -hmm. like, again, I it know, like, I am not a good voice person, but that's, I think that was helping me to even figure out, like, what I was going to do. Um, that's how I do all. any accent, like, as an actor. Mm -hmm. I think of a catchphrase that gets me into it uh, for tougher accents. Uh, an Irish, Irish accent is, is not that easy to do. I'm, even now, I'm going a little Welsh with it. But I just think top of the morning to you, and then I get a little brighter with it, and it becomes a little bit more Irish to it. But again, you know, there are fine tunings, and look, if you're an actor and you have to go play a Welsh person from a historical drama, then you really got to focus on that. Yeah. Right? But if you're playing a game, my Thistle character is just me going like this a lot, and at the end of it, <laughs> it's kind of Your voice hurts. painful. Yeah. Uh, but it's just. I didn't add an accent. I just yeah. f 
decide to fry my voice for four hours. <laughs> and I, I mean, to that point, too, I've done the same where it's like, the character I only got one session with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I introduced a new rogue, and he's a little bit older man, and so I'm just like, okay, so how would an older, gruff, like, I've seen it all, I'm just done with this crap sound? And it's like, oh, yeah, that. And it kind of fries your voice. And yeah. there's, your, yeah. there's your your phrase right there. I'm done with this crap. Yeah. Like, there, <laughs> there it is. I've already got it. You can play my character. Yeah. I'm done with this uh, crap. But the Shadow Reels note there, uh, for a good goblin... Try and imitate an American accent That's because what I was it's, it's very like, where's my cheeseburger? So yeah. that might help. She's so gonna do that. And That's I like uh, what Ropotis is talking about. You're basing your characters off of somebody real. Be yeah. Christopher Walken. That's with our improv group. We've done exercises where it's like, okay, think of a character that you really enjoy, you know their voice, and just be them. But when it's in your body and your voice, it, it naturally sounds different. Like Mary Poppins is one of my go tos. Or. Rapunzel from Tangled. We have a guy who does uh, what is Wayne? Oh, he would do Christopher Walken all the time. Or no, no, no. Or yeah, he would do Walken. He yeah. would do kind of like a Captain Kirk. He would do Bill Cosby as an impression, and just he just starts. You know, I can't do it. Jello pudding. That's how. That's my Bill Cosby impression. Uh, uh, but, you would not insult this at all. No. Shadow reels. I'm sure I'm like butchering the Irish I mean, accent. I may have a character that's British, and you can give me pointers or just. Like, I mean, the other insult. <laughs> I I did introduce a character who, in our offline group, was a complete like surfer bro. Like, yes. hey, welcome to my shop. Uh, just yep. look around, bro. And basically Chicken Joe, if you've yep. seen <laughs> Surf's Up. But it's it's just find something and run with it. And just, yeah, go with and it. And have fun. Like, I honestly, Real Potus, want to have you dial in as your space trader sometime. <laughs> and just have Christopher Walken, Kermit the Frog. Like, yeah. sell, sell a well, fancy uh, weapon to our group. Frog. And that's good. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, yeah. Welcome to my shop. Um, and I don't know how you get walking in there, but nah. With Brooklyn <laughs> and awkward pauses. Too. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's there's not too many Cosby impressions now. Wayne was an older improviser who was who had picked up his trade uh, before everything. But uh, yeah, I think I mean like that's that's my thing is uh, uh, like even like uh, uh, Jeremy Stewart, right? Uh, uh, it's it's just those people you you you've watched a lot, and I, 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 you can hear it. Uh, Jimmy's also great because he stutters a lot, and it helps you think of things <laughs> to say later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, just making your voice lower is a different character. Making your voice higher. Uh, characters... Watch, I mean, uh, watch Barbara Walters and listen mm-hmm. to how she speaks. Baba yeah. Wawa's. Yeah. It could, just, it could just be, yeah, change, change certain letters around. Uh, yeah. slur things a little bit more. It doesn't have to be an entire accent and voice change or character thing, but it, it again, the main point is having fun. Yeah. And... And hopefully making it a little bit easier for your characters to be able to picture, or your players, if you're a DM, to picture mm-hmm. who they're seeing. But then also, if you're the, the player, it's your character. Like, yeah. have some fun with it. Have Like, do a voice that's going to make it fun for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it just helps. I think that was our struggle first of like, oh wait, are you talking as character or did you as the mm-hmm. like player say that? So yeah, yeah, that was a big thing, especially starting season one as Valari because I was asking a lot of questions and I didn't have that voice yeah. different. Mm-hmm. So then they were literally like, uh, we need what? to fix this. So Thank it was like you. either like call, like I'm asking a question. Um, yeah. Or, I yeah. think I think on that, it's 
actually kind of cool that if you aren't comfortable with a voice, have something that says I'm in character or I'm out of character. Like, for fun, if you have one of those hats that has the big, like, knit beard, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're not great at running a character's voice, flip that up when you're yourself, pull it back down when you're in character, and then mm -hmm. people know you're in character. If you have cat ears, if you have a mask, if you have something that signifies you're in character, it helps everyone at play know. And so even if you're a DM, and what you do is you print out a bunch of mustaches, glasses, hats and things, and put them on popsicle sticks or chopsticks or whatever, you can hold them up and yeah. be like, I'm, I'm this character now. And so then you can assign those to each character, and when you come to them, you can lift them up, and people are like, oh, yeah. top hat. Yeah, he's the salesperson. Cool. Yeah. We'll go with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put on a if you're wearing a hoodie and you're a rope, just put up the hood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Easy things like that. Yeah. Um, as we've been talking about voices, we do have a lot of characters. Uh, we do. Uh, on the couch in our brains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I was like, you call us characters? Yeah. You're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean, characters. He's not wrong. Um, but so yeah. what? It, what has everyone played? Like, I've got my experiences. Obviously, we've seen most of the ladies' experiences. Yeah. But do you even have a, a favorite of who you've played so far? I know, Lizzie, you seem to really like Valari and you miss her. That's well, fun. that's the thing. It's really tricky because I think leaving season one, that was the only character I'd ever played. Mm -hmm. So there was a bit of me that was like, I don't want to make new characters. <laughs> but I was like, I also don't want Valari to die in the off right. season. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was... I had been wanting to create the tabaxi and um, I'd wanting a rogue, but the way I was like creating the characters, neither of them were going together and I needed two anyways, so I made two. Um, I wasn't really excited about either at first, but then when I started playing them, like, I don't know, I enjoyed them. So mm -hmm. like we, I was talking to Lauren earlier and said, I'm going to have to bring a low in at least one more time this summer because... Yeah. Um, I want to hang out with her some more and play that character, but I, um, the tabaxi was totally not what I had pictured initially when I was, like, wanting to make one, but I think it was really fun. So I don't know if I have a favorite. It's like picking mm. your favorite child at this point. <laughs> I like them all. Tink. Tink. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if I have a favorite. Do you guys? I mean, you... I mean, I, I played... A handful of characters I can't remember back in 3.5, but coming back in, I started with a Dragonborn Sorcerer yeah. mm -hmm. in 5th edition, and it was kind of a weird spur of the moment. I got invited to the, the night that uh, yeah. Nathan and I now play in with a broader group, and it I think it was even a couple days prior, maybe was the most notice I had and they're like we'll roll you a character and get you set up I'm like okay so I'm in the lift on the way there texting with uh, I think Austin and maybe you and they're like okay what what name do you want uh Draken. yeah okay and then what about this what about that I'm like yeah pick this pick that for me and they're like okay well we'll get you some spells slotted in I'm just yeah. like okay and then I went and I'm just like this character was kind of built for me I don't know how I'm gonna run it whatever and I just kind of was like oh Dude, this character's kind of awesome because you start falling into mm -hmm. whatever you grow with the character on. Mm -hmm. So I'd say he might be the one I'm most fond to. Mm. But at the same time, I just played another Dragonborn. Um, he's kind of cool because his backstory and mentality is just unique. 
Yeah. Um, whereas I didn't have as much backstory time with Drakenar. Uh The ranger that I created after a long haul of creating the particular one, I, I'm just like, oh, I can kind of resonate with the way I've set him up, so I'm excited to see where he goes. Mm. So it's like each character, as Lindsay's point there was, I can't pick a favorite, but I think Drakenar might be the character that I'd, if I had to choose one to play for the next 10 sessions, like if that mm. was the question, I think mm. Drakenar would be the one uh, because he's, he's just an interesting Dragonborn character. Yeah. Sorry you all oh. don't know who Drakenar is, but... Where, where is Drakenar? Drakenar is kind of in the ether at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to dismiss him from a previous campaign. <laughs> I don't know where he is, so yes. I was like, are we going to answer that question? Do I, I, know? I had to dismiss him from a previous campaign we don't as I took over DMing for a mm-hmm. bit, and uh, I don't know that I've actually chosen where he's at. He's floating in space. He's in space. He's up with uh, the space. Kermit the Frog space. walking space character. Space. Yeah. Nope. Space. Uh, how about you? Probably Ari. <laughs> Probably the one I can smash things with. The one, uh-huh. the, the one with magic missile. I kind of like. Ah, oh, good night, Shadow Reels. Thanks right. for stopping by yeah. and chatting with us. Um, yeah, it was too long in between with the five month, five week month. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get a time to connect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for Ari, knowing like that, it was going to be my first character to actually play a full campaign. I kind of picked based on, like, if my personality were, like, heightened, how would I react? Mm. Just so that that would be a little less of a variable, um, as opposed to playing something super different from me. Um, So, yeah, I think, like, take action, let's go, let's do things. Um, It's just fun. Mm -hmm. It makes it easier to fall into the character. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how I made Valari, too. Yeah, and being yeah. very tank. much my personality. It's nice to be able to get in the battle. Um, whereas, like, Bree's really fun and I'm enjoying it. But I'm like, I I'm pretty squishy. <laughs> um, and still at such a low level. So it's just different. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. everyone's first character tends to reflect them a bit. Yeah. And then you start falling into, how can I create a character? Do something new, yeah. Yeah, I, my first character was a ranger. Was... Because I'm killing is, him off. No, no, what? <laughs> uh, is named Roland Horn Raven, who now has a wolf animal companion. Uh, and I originally was trying to build a um, kind of like an Aragorn type by making him a half elf, and then wound up more along. Well, he's probably closer to Legolas now because I mainly use my bow. Um, mm. Just because, again, rangers are a little squishier. I've got a pretty decent AC as a ranger, though, 17. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really like him just because, again, he's that first that first um, character and being able to grow with him so much. I also kind of have an overpowered cleric, which I just kind of like having... As an overpowered person. In your Curse of Strahd group. But that's the thing, is it's in Curse of Strahd, so it's the darkest world you could be playing in, and everyone around me is, like, chaotic or neutral, so I'm the only one making these lawful decisions. I'm a lawful good cleric. So that just makes it tough. Like, I like that character, but I one of the things I love about Roland is, like, if he shoots first and asks questions later... That's okay, because, um... 
Our Take dog it. is part cat sometimes. She found a plastic bag that she is She's making a bed. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, <laughs> calm it down. Uh, but yeah, I like, you know, if he shoots, it's okay. Like, yeah, Onder, my cleric, he has to ask questions first. He has to make sure he's going up against a bad guy before he can mm-hmm. smack him in the face. But um, fortunately enough, most people in that are Right, bad if you think they're bad, they're, they're bad. Um, if you think they're good, they may also be bad. Yeah, I, but yeah, I don't know if I could pick up a favorite right now. I might go with Roland just because of the history of it. Yeah. Garth has been amazing, uh, but again, I'm still learning Garth oh, very yeah. much. I love the spellcaster, but it's tough because again, you know, kind of like you were saying, I don't jump up into the battle. Mm-hmm. I'd have to stay back as Garth. Um, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to make uh, Bigsby the way he was, though, as a dual weapon fighter. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say, uh, to Real Potus's earlier point, I kind of planned ahead with Bigsby. I have the idea of knowing that down the line, when I get to level four, there is something where uh, there is two weapon fighting, which gives you a plus one to your AC when you're holding two weapons. I, I built him with that in mind because I wanted to be up towards the front and not take as many hits. So it's, it's kind of combining all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to be up at the front being this kind of fighter, and I planned that out a little bit. But I planned it out because it's a part of his... No, 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 it's a part of his backstory. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> no, mad at me because I'm editing. Part of his backstory is that he was actually saved by a ranger with two weapons. So it's really his focus is to be that kind of ranger who protects people from the evils of these dark planes. Um, he's specifically Right, he's specifically a monster hunter, which is also why he's so crazy. Like, dude has seen some stuff. Um, I mean, if he makes it to level four. Right, if he makes it to level <laughs> four. Um, so that's the thing. Is that, that's like, it feels the most him when you get down to that. Um, the reason why he has a sim, uh, uh, a sickle as a weapon, which is just rolling a d4, so this is not metagaming, it's because of character, because uh, the other guy had two scimitars, and so my character so wants to be that kind. Like, he could have two scimitars uh, if I went into town and bought them, but that hasn't been a part of his story, so he's carrying a sickle, which is one of the weakest weapons in Dungeons & Dragons, because it's that curved blade that still makes him feel like he's embodying that person who he looks up to so much. Um, but again, that one's very... I, sorry, I could talk about my characters forever. <laughs> and then there's, then there's Thistle. So what was the next question? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'd like to get into what we expect for Season 2, but what are some of the questions you have over there? That well, we've actually been com- covering a lot yeah. about cool. what has been talked about. I will say Shadow Reels, we didn't talk about it while they were here, but... They want TikTok to be immortalized somehow. So I mean, if I mean fan art, right, right, <laughs> fan art's right. always a way. Fan art's always one way. I mean, we could have a TikTok line of shirts. Who knows? Yeah, we could yeah. figure that out. But which we if, talked about. You yeah. uh, we yeah. talked about making socks. Oh, socks. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok socks. socks. Oh, perfect. It, does, it just sounds right. So it'd be our friend. It'd be S-O-K-S. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw. Um, Yam socks. Our, our friend had some socks on the other day that he got for Father's Day with his like nine month old son's face on it, and they were just hilarious because it yeah. was like these bright blue socks with all these like faces. Oh we were like, oh, that'd be really funny. But we it was do just that like, with TikTok. Yeah. The TikTok. Yeah. And then we could have another one with all of 
our characters on it Perfect. and call them the party socks. Or or Get the stumbling socks. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Wear these, you'll trip more. Um, uh, minus one dexterity. Don't break yeah. your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was that was something. The only other thing uh, that we had at least down here that we hadn't gotten to yet was the idea of uh, the name itself, the stumble on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we, so, which you had talked about even as just being a random thing we came up with. Yeah, let's let's briefly blaze into that before we get into uh, season two expectations and closing out for the night. Um, yeah. So where did the name? The stumble on in come from. Let's start there. Uh, let me go back in my text history here. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, there's a little bit of time where we had some of our offline group have a month or so where it's like, we aren't playing, and we would like to keep playing. Um, and it just, it was like, how do we do that? Well, mm-hmm. we could do another game. Tink. Tink about it um, we could do another game, but the, the thing about that was, how would we play it? What do mm-hmm. we want to do? And it's like, well, I think Lindsay would like to join in. I think Lauren would like to join in. Let's come up with a funny name or something interesting. And I was like, hey guys, what if we called our streaming show The Stumble On In? Just as like a, a really silly name. And that was like my off-the-cuff, eh. Because you had some other names first, like Dungeons no. and Flagons. Didn't I, that come before? There, there, were, there were some, there were some, there were some there were a few. Like Quest Friends or something like that. Yeah, there were some that like, were already taken. There were some little ones that we were trying to figure out that weren't available. Mm-hmm. And then I was like trying to go even the more punny route, and I was like, what about the stumble on in? I was just like, that'll get them talking, and they're like, Yes. I went, oh no. So oh, But he also no. didn't say I didn't say this was just an idea. I didn't Let's say, not run with I didn't, this one. A I didn't yeah. say that. And B, I didn't stop us all from trying 17 different spellings. So by the time this group was assembled, there was already a name. Like they the name was the we first like, thing to ever come about. Kind of um, before we started getting involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then they pulled everyone together. I think I was like the last one to come in. Um, and I started doing the artwork already with it in right. mind. I started yeah. doing so. Then as we started building our Indiegogo, um, and we were talking through some things. Yeah, some as... of us pointed out the fact that, like Real Potus, you said it's hard to remember. Like I think yeah. I just started remembering how to spell it, and half of it Same. is autofill. Yeah, um, I mistype it all the time. So I had. Um, I don't know, somewhere in the conversation I've been proposed that we just change our handles, at least, to TSBI Show, which you can find on some places right now, like our Indiegogo, because we wanted it to be more easily accessible, mm-hmm. but it was sticking with our um, with the name that was already existed. So as we're in the off-season, one of the things we've been talking about is, do we... Like, figuring out, like, our attachment to the Stumble on Inn, that's a conversation that's been going on. Do we keep that? Mm-hmm. Do we change the name of the inn? Do we change the name of the show? Like, so... Or just simplify. That had been yeah. definitely something mm-hmm. we had talked about. Yeah. So, it's yeah. helpful. We kind of been doing some crowdsourcing of asking friends, like, does this name... Do you know what this is? Can you yeah. read this? Yeah. Um, so, that's definitely, I think, something for yeah. season two oh, totally. that we talked about. Let's talk about it. Sit with it. And then if we do, you know, want to rebrand or just change name things, um, yeah, be a release that's the time too. Yeah. And yeah. I think without stepping on any toes, we we do kind of see this like we're in the stumble on in right now. We are in the inn. We are telling stories mm-hmm. that originate and end in the inn. Uh, whether or not the 
characters make it back to the inn every night. It's just kind of that thing where it's like, there's home base. And I think that's kind of what we stuck to the inn, on top of the fact that we all just kind of said it enough and repeated it enough, and it was like, that's the name of this thing, nothing else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're looking at potential simplification, potential renaming. As you already saw um, in some of our one-offs, the Stumble on Inn does exist in our new world that uh, we're world building right now. Um, it's a thing. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's why I just started using it. Yeah, I, like, I mean, we've got a chain of them throughout. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think it's kind of this open-ended. Like, there's no right answer. Uh, you've come to know us as the Stumble on Inn. But we also want to make sure that you can share us with friends. Yeah. So, right. Or as Shadow Rose is like, I just learned how to say it. You yeah. knew us as the... Well, she just realized the, the pun behind yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be simplification to TSBI show. It could be something totally renamed. Do we just have the stumble on in, stick around for season two? Mm-hmm. I don't think we have any real answers, but to Potus's point, yes, yeah. we want... Helpful combo. We want everyone to be able to remember it and go to it, like... Again, we keep bringing up Dat Dragon Show, but they're they're kind of a almost like a, a sister model. of ours, or a yeah. role model of ours. Uh, and so, big brother. Speaking of which, we will have a Dat crew member. Yeah, we will. Soon. Yeah, on our next show. I don't know if that's public. I might have a surprise. Well, it is now, so but, uh, spoilers. But like, Just for you guys. Their their show is called Dragons and Things, which isn't hard to remember, but mm-hmm. you know, it's Dat Dragon Show on. Yeah. Yeah. Any social um, social media. So, yeah. So it's something we're we're looking at and maybe you'll see some renames. Maybe you won't. Maybe most you'll likely see somehow. Link changes to yeah. make it easier to yeah. use, which I'm yeah. fine with. What do you think, <laughs> Yeah, their naming is wonky too. Yeah. But but in their own creative, unique way. I mean just, but and that's that's the thing, is like uh we wanna make it so that people can easily share it because we're telling these stories, we don't we tell them because we have fun telling them, oh, yeah. but we also think we're telling some fun stories that other people might like. Yeah. We're, we're in a wonderful age of people can get any kind of content anywhere for next to nothing. Yeah. So um, we're trying to provide high quality stuff for, for I mean, on Twitch, it's, it's free. You get to yeah. watch it. Um, yeah. Also, the stumble on in we're paying per character on any of our marketing is a little long, so TSBI. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about here? Here. Game. Hi, welcome to here. You are here. You are here. Yeah, yeah. We call it here. And that's short. Um, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's so true. Um, Duo Potus just said it's oh. hard to find. You know, the combination of letters mm-hmm. that's available mm-hmm. on 14 plus. Uh, yeah, which everywhere. is not an understatement yep. by any means. Nope. Totally. Um, what else can we expect in season two? To I'm not going to give away any uh, season <laughs> two spoilers. I actually think, what what do you all expect and look forward to in season two? And then I'll give a little bit of like the DM world builder's perspective too. I, I know I'm looking forward to Fireball. Uh, that doesn't exist in this world. No! <laughs> also, Catapult is uh, so weak, it only throws things about three feet in this world. No! <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to rework all of your spells, just seven of them. Because <laughs> we leveled, correct? No, we're still level four. Yeah. You're still level still four. Level, okay. But I feel like that storyline has had, the, obviously, the most time to develop. So the most, like, cliffhangers, what's going to mm-hmm. happen next? So I'm just yeah. excited to see 
to see what you have in store for us next. Yeah. I'm going to get back to those characters. I definitely thought, and we've talked about this after the last episode, after the season finale, I thought we were about to fight the elf that we had been talking about for we a full did. season. And so that's how I was playing. I had uh, one of my important numbers was a one. Like I could have given the guy we were fighting a one at any time, but I was like, no, I've got to save this for that big bad evil guy that we are about to fight later on. And then he walks through, I'm like, boom, I'm about to give him a one. And then TikTok tackles him through the portal. And I was like, no. Um, <laughs> and so the fact that that's where we left things, I was like, what, that's how we're leaving it? So I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping back in. I think Garth is very much, um, I mean, Garth, Garth is a lawful good that's literally out there to protect everyone from the evils that he knows exist from his travels before. Um, he's protecting the world from certain things. And uh, the fact that he's got someone who has been so helpful to him now in danger. Like, I know Garth is just ready and ready to go on a rescue mission. Yeah? Yep. Ocean's 12. Ocean's I think Ari is ready to go. You just want to Valari is just like, eh, I'll kill him if I have to. I mean, what? No, <laughs> I think Valari's kind of changed a little bit because she comes from this background of, like, her background was, like, as an urchin, right? So she mm. didn't have her parents. She grew up in the streets in the city being a tiefling. So she's used to sticking to the shadows, not being at the front of the things, kind of um, sneaking around, doing, you know, just taking care of her own, watching her back. So, I think that she's at this point where she's been with this party for, what is it, like a week now? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. So, we're um, your best friends? And she's been with Ari even longer. That's true. Yeah. Um, and you met me before once. Once before, yeah. So, um, so there's like some like stronger relationships being built there that I don't think that Valari is used to. So, I think she's kind of like coping with that. And now she's like somewhere completely unknown. Yeah. Um, and... What's happening in my D&D &D campaign? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. What's, what's, what's the common else? factor in there? D&D. Oh, no. Oh, and the DM, the DM throws you. So, no. yeah, and then, like, I think that, like, we're at a point where, like, we started to create more of, like, um, de character development mm -hmm. in the show and more like relational character development as they've had a little bit of conversations here and there and like we've seen the way like Rumiel and Valari of like things have started to come to head and um, so I think I'm like interested to see yeah. all that play out more like I think the battles and stuff that's cool um, the, the things they figure out I think is like the battles are just like a, a means for the rest of the story. It means still looting the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to have a character where I can loot the body again. Right. I want to know what's in the trunk, the like chest. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's driving me freaking. I nuts. thought they opened that. That's what that big guy that we fought at the end of the last time. I was like, they opened the chest, and then we even get to that uh, that next world, and it's out? like. Oh no, that's like his henchman. We've seen that dude before. I'm like, okay, so they haven't opened the chest, but I mean, maybe I I don't know. Um, yeah, that'll be a big mystery to solve. Yeah, yeah, too. Um, really quick, I realized we've got. Um, so again, before we're like signing out fully, we've got some things to remind people of. Mm -hmm. um, not only 
obviously the Indiegogo and all the great stuff you get there, like certain levels blacksmith crack dice. If you watched our maze, then you, you've got the chance to get that whole module to yourself, like for, for running. Um, but even in that, in oh. that maze, oh yes, Tink, are you really enjoying your back scratch? Um, <laughs> even in that module, the item that Bree found, the mm -hmm. Savior's Cup, is something that I homebrewed. Um, and I actually just, I've been working on an item, uh, another item that I, I homebrewed and like just really want to get out into the world. So some things that you're going to see on our accounts coming up mm -hmm. and that we're going to have access to for you guys are those special items yep. um, with custom artwork and information to where you can use those in your own campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Jared's got some that he's either either made or... Do you want to get them, doggy? Crazy doggo. She's going to hit her head on the table. <laughs> um, but so we're going to try and bring that sort of thing to, to everyone. Um, I think one of the whole goals of this show was not just to give a great story for everyone, but also to help people who want to be involved or want to know more about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we love having newer players on here who are going to ask questions because they might be questions that you have and then those questions get answered. Uh, when we provide things like dogs crinkling bags, <laughs> uh, like like fun new items that your players might not have seen in a manual or book, we're, we're helping you up your game. So yeah. uh, I, I know that's something that we've been working on, even the discussions we've had tonight of voices and things. Um, yeah. I've been good, but I think so. If you look forward to that, we're always brewing and building. I'm always making new things. Nathan's always drawing. Um, we're we're here to uh, grow the community as much as we can because we see D and D as a community thing and not just a us sitting at a table thing. Granted, we do have our offline games, which are fulfilling in their own ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's that's a really awesome look into season two and leading into it. Uh, I'm going to round out for what we're expecting in season two before we close for the night. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I am actually super excited to introduce a new world mm, uh, yeah. because Dungeons and Dragons is so well built. There's thousands of years of history and if you look at a map it's incredibly large. Um, for the standard campaigns. And so I've done a, a fun, scary thing of breaking us into a new world and putting us into a place where it can be our own and what we do affects it. And I can do some world building. Nathan's got an island in the Black Isles for world building. Uh, we'll be able to release parts of the world as we grow. But the nice thing about it is that means it's something we can own and grow and build with our community who sits here and watches and joins in in chat and joins in in Discord that maybe TikTok does get immortalized on an island somewhere because some crazy creature saw him as a god. Who knows? That would be um, amazing. But it's, it's one of these things where we can kind of make a mark and not feel like we have to lightly tiptoe through someone else's work. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can be creatives because this couch is incredibly full of creatives the chat's incredibly full of creatives, and we just like collaborating. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, we're in the new world of Nier, NYR. Um, we are starting in the Black Islands, or the Black Isles, that we ended at in first season. So the Black Isles is 
where some of our one-shots are taking place. It's three large islands off of a continental coast, which we'll explore later, potentially. Uh, and so, what that's... Coast? We don't know. But... Uh, uh, the DM doesn't know, but there's a coast. <laughs> there's, there's an ocean, there's a coast, there's some water, some cool. creatures. What else could uh, you need? That's about it. That's it yeah. Love it. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're able to collaborate on this new adventure and own the world we're in. And you guys get to be unleashed fully into a world of my creation and some of Nathan's creation. So, that'll be fun. Nice. Hopefully some unicorns make some appearances. I mean, I've who been knows? Calling. There could be an island of unicorns. Could be there could be their main mode of transportation. Wouldn't it be great if I my first wild magic roll in the first episode of season it's two is the yeah, unicorn thanks. again? That would be... I've, I've been hope. thinking about introducing uh, the thing that we talked about, or that chat was talking about in uh, during the maze of just uh, part goat, part unicorn. Mm -hmm. Hey, I mean, maybe that's... Maybe a unicorn's they not minis, uncommon. Though. They yeah. were miniature. Go to, yeah. Pygmy goatacorns. Hmm. Little big eyes. Maybe, Stay tuned. <laughs> maybe unicorns aren't unheard of, and you summon a unicorn, and they're just like, why'd you bring your horse in here? Like, who knows? Who sword knows? horse. Your sword, you horse. sword horse. Sword horse. I love it. Yeah? Because it's not just a horse. Yeah. It's not just a horse. I mean, with that, I think... All of us here on the couch, Austin remotely somewhere in the world, yeah. living it up. At Renfair. At Renfair. Oh. Yeah. That's right. That, that is where he's at. Yeah. 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 Uh, all of our viewers, all of our friends, family, those who tune in, those who support us in all sorts of ways, we are so thankful for just this community and mm -hmm. we look forward to growing it bigger and more actively as we continue along. Yeah. Uh, we do have, again, some more off-season shows. We have some special guests. We will have a Dat Dragon Crew member joining yeah. us for a few in episodes two in two weeks. Yep, July 6th. Yeah. And so. then we do have a few more guests this summer. We, yeah. we do have Alex coming back, reprising his yeah. role as Darius for a couple Darius episodes. Back. Mm -hmm. we have Darius few... and uh, the Oxen. The Oxen. Davey and Crockett. Bow and Peep. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> uh, and then... We do have a few more that'll be joining the couch, so it's exciting to to share our passion and our our mm -hmm. creativity with everyone. So, yeah. Any other yeah. final words for you all tonight? Thanks for joining. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for yes. stumbling on. You in. as well, Rogue Potus. You have so many good days this week. Aww. May they all be a good day, <laughs> and then some. And may we may we find you at the Stumble On Inn in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Thanks, That's everyone. Awesome. Bye, friends. Thanks. <laughs> Let me find this button. Where's the button? Wait, where's goblin? the goblin? Oh, no, where's the goblin? Goodbye, where's the goblin? Goblin. Oh, goblin. Help, help. TikTok. <laughs>